0: Welcome to Radical Personal Finance, a show dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, insight, and encouragement you need to live a rich and meaningful life now while building a plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less. Today I'm going to share with you some stories and some ideas that I hope will enrich your life so that you can appreciate today, today, and gain more from it than you otherwise would. One of the things that I have been guilty of in my life, one of the regrets that I have, is always looking toward the future. It seems to me that some people are very good at looking to the future. Some people are not so good at looking to the future. Many people that I've talked to, you ask them, what do you think you want to do in the future? What are your goals? And they don't have goals. They don't have ambitions. And for me, for me, that's almost anathema to me. I can't even imagine not having goals or ambitions. I don't know whether it's personality type. I don't know whether it's a cultivated personality or whether it's just simply an inborn personality trait. All I know is that I'm a very future-oriented person. And I think that has really distinct advantages. One of the most reliable indicators of wealth uh, in terms of whether a person will actually build wealth or not, is their level of future orientation? Are they able to sacrifice now and delay gratification now for the future? And so, this personality that I have has served me well, but there has also been a flip side to that personality. Uh, it seems to me that almost every personality trait has a positive and a negative, and there are dangers to almost any trait, and. While there are many benefits to being a future-oriented person, I can easily see the future to some degree. I can easily uh, sacrifice now for rewards later, and that's really helpful. The flip side is I can often forget about the present, and I can often be so fixated on what I want in the future that I neglect the present. And friends, that's, that's really bad. That's really harmful. And as I grow older and look back upon my life and reflect upon the things that I feel like I've done well and things I haven't feel like I haven't done well one of the themes that I can see in my own journey is that I've often not taken full advantage of enjoying the process I'll give you a simple example I am a very competent financial planner with a long list of letters and after my name indicating a lot of study. I have a master's degree in financial planning. I formerly was a certified financial planner, although I no longer maintain that designation. I'm a chartered life underwriter, a chartered financial consultant, a uh, what else? A registered employee benefits consultant, a registered health underwriter, a chartered advisor of philanthropy, and CLU, CHFC, CFP. Um, I think there's one or one or two more that I just can't think of maybe not I don't I don't know anyway i have if i go in my attic where i have all the stuff stored <clears throat> of my my old life i could i could produce a box <clears throat> that has about 9 or 10 framed big fancy looking diplomas in in the financial planning world and that served me well i learned something along the way and i uh, I passed a lot of tests. Basically, all it says is I'm good at passing tests. I'm very good at academics. I've never struggled with academics. Uh, it's a skill set that I have that some people don't have, but it served me well. Unfortunately, I feel like I cheated myself along that journey because I was so aggressive and so fast that I didn't take the time to learn everything that I wanted to learn. And this is especially painful to me now, because it's so clear as a parent, as I work with my children and their education, it's so obvious to me that I don't want them just to tick boxes, check boxes, look, you've done it, I did the work. I want them to really do the work. I want them to really gain experience from the work. And one of the regrets that I have is that I went so fast through all the academics of financial planning, I don't feel like I learned what I should have learned. Sometimes I'll be in a situation and realize ah, there's a weakness in my uh, in my uh, in my knowledge here. I don't quite know this thing here, and I've got all the books and I can go and read them, but I didn't get what I should have gotten from the experience. I would be better. I would have been better served. If, instead of racing through all those dozens and dozens of financial planning classes and financial planning textbooks the way I did, I would have been just to finish them and get all these impressive looking credentials, I would have been better served to slow down, take it easy, take more time, and really dig into the material. And that's often been a hallmark of my life. I did some shows somewhat recently on reading. You know, it's good to be a big reader, And I think there's real value in reading a lot of books. But you know what the flip side of that is? I think it's better to read one book that you implement in your life fully than it is to read 10 books that you don't. Now, you can read 10 books and implement ideas from all 10. It's not either or. Simply trying to draw out the importance of actually doing the work and gaining from this experience now what there is to gain. I don't want that personality trait to continue. I'm working hard to change it in myself. I don't know any objective factors that I could use to see how I'm doing. It starts with just being aware of it. But I don't want to always be looking at the future. And this is especially poignant to me now as I raise four small children because if you're always looking to the future – then you miss out on the joy of now. And it's easy, with, especially with little children. They're tough. They're a lot of work. And you got all these annoying little habits that it's your duty as a parent to train out of them. And it makes it easy to get frustrated and to grow short with them. And then you go and you look at somebody else's picture of how cute their children are. And you think, Man, I, what am I missing? Am I so focused on where I want my children to be that I'm missing where they are? I'm not going to live my life like that. I am intensely focused on benefiting from today, on enjoying today, on appreciating today. Not because today is perfect, but because today is. And something doesn't have to be perfect for you to appreciate it. Now let's turn this to finances. Specifically, the pursuit of financial freedom. As I get older, it's easier for me to look back and appreciate the hard times that I have experienced. Now, I can't imagine that any of us would say that we want a hard time. I don't think any of us would intentionally sign up for something that's just going to be hard without knowing if there's a payoff at the end. But all of us go through hard times all of us go through difficulty. And those hard times have a way of shaping us and forming us. Problem is, a lot of times in the middle of those hard times, it's hard to appreciate them. Unless you're extremely wise, it's hard for most of us to appreciate them. So you look back later and you recognize them. I value... Many of the financial mistakes that I have made, many of the hard times that I have made, that I, the, the, the hard times that I've gone through, even the times in my life where I feel like I've made big mistakes, I value a lot of things about them. You know, there have been times in my life where I've been really broke and made big mistakes, and I didn't like it. It was humbling. But a lot of times, so much good has come from those. I couldn't do what I do today if I didn't have some empathy and some humility and some hard-fought battle scars from some of those mistakes. Now, I wouldn't say that you should go and make those mistakes intentionally, but at least I can appreciate them more, or in relationship challenges, whether it's Difficult friendships or difficult family relationships or difficult romantic relationships. A lot of times, when you come out the other side, you can look back and appreciate how something difficult affected you and it formed who you are. Let's talk about practical application. When I develop the slogan that I lead every show with, how to live a rich and meaningful life now while building a plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less. I developed it organically. I tried to put into words what what I cared about And interestingly, I've looked around and I've been looking at other financial brands in the marketplace and it seems like that slogan is everywhere. And I have no idea whether everyone out there is copying me. You're right. (laughs) Maybe everyone's just copying me in my fantastic language or whether they were all out there and I subconsciously copied them. I don't think I plagiarized anybody, but (laughs) with ideas you can't control. But um, everyone's focused on that financial freedom in 10 years or less, or at least most of what I see. And I I want that, right? I, I, I'm working on that. I want to help you with that. But more than that, that rich and meaningful life now is the key. Because it would be a great horror to push and to rush so frantically for your early retirement that you missed out on today. Now, let me use some rather obvious examples to try to start with things where I'm sure you'll agree with me, and then perhaps some less obvious examples. Let's say that you are so focused on financial success, you're so determined to retire early, and you know the path to do that is to raise your income very high, cut your expenses very low, and invest the difference wisely. And so you take a very high-paying, very high-stress job that requires you to travel, to be a road warrior. You have young children, but you say, no, you know what? My dream is to be financially retired very quick, independent and early retired very quickly, and I'm going to be a road warrior. And so you, you're there on, on Saturday. you know, You fly in on Friday night, and you fly out on Sunday night. And your children grow, and you hire professionals to train them because you're not there. And you make your goal. You're making hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. But on the flip side, you're also very frugal. So when somebody says, can we do this? You say, no, we don't have the money. Or can we experience that? No, we're not going to spend the money. We're saving for early retirement. And then five, 10 years gets there and you are, you've made it. Except you don't have much of a relationship with your children. They're not that interested in you. And let's just make it even worse. You die (laughs) or you get a diagnosis of cancer. What are you going to do? You're going to go spend all your money to try to go and experience something and be together. It sounds like a cliche because you know it in your bones. You know that would be a life of failure. You know that instead of your children standing up at your funeral and honoring you about what a blessing you were, they would say, well, dad sure liked to work a lot, made a lot of money, left us rich. You know it. That's why it's a cliche for even me to even say it. You've seen the bucket list. You've followed people who've done that. So you know that's not the case. Now, I can't imagine that you're doing that. I can't imagine that you're neglecting everything. But let's bring it to a slightly more realistic experience. Can you imagine somebody who... Yeah, they have a job and they work their job during reasonable hours, but they're so intent on getting out of their job that they just, I really don't like it. I really don't like it. And they learn to hate all their time at work because they're so excited about getting out of work. You can at least imagine that, right? There are people out there like that. And yet, what a tragedy what a tragedy for you to go and work a job for 10 years and all you can think about is quitting instead of actually gaining something from that job now there's a balance here if you if your job is if you're not well suited for your job then go somewhere and go get different work that you're well suited for but don't hate your job even in the middle of a job that you're not well suited for embrace it and be grateful for it be thankful for it years ago i used to listen to uh, when I was a teenager, I bought a bunch of Zig Ziglar motivational CDs, and um, I really loved Zig. Uh, I still love Zig. I have I should go and dig those out and listen to them. But, but Zig Ziglar would tell a story about a woman that came up to him, and and he was talking about being grateful for what you have, and and uh, she said, "Well, I just hate my job." And he said, "Well, there's got to be something you like about your job." It's like, "No, it's all the worst in the world." He said, "Well, they pay you, right?" "Yeah, they pay me." You like getting paid, don't you? Yeah, I like getting paid. And he had the lady as an exercise. He had the lady um, make a list of all the things that they that, that that she liked about her job. They paid her for for working there, so she went to work and she got a paycheck, and she liked getting a paycheck. Um, she had nice coworkers. She had a comfortable office. It wasn't very far from her house, and she made a list of all these things that she liked about her um, about her job. And um, as the story went, when she came in on the first day, she just talked to him at a seminar. She hated her job and everything about it. And his answer was, well, they're about to fire. It's going to get worse because they're about to fire you because she was so toxic that nobody would want to be around her. Well, he had her make this list, I forget, 25 things or something about that she loved about her job. And he said, go home every day and look yourself in the mirror and say, I love my job because they pay me. I love my job because it's close to me. He said, look at yourself in the mirror and say it every day. It's an affirmation. And it revolutionized her experience. She came to his next seminar next time he was in town and said, you know, I have a total, I love my job. I've gotten paid. I got a promotion. I got, I got a bigger paycheck and a raise, et cetera. It's a total success. Not because anything external to the job changed, but because she changed. Because she came to appreciate what she had. By the way, if you don't love your job, start there. Start with that. Not necessarily looking for another one, but looking to appreciate everything that you can about your job. What about your wife? Can you learn to appreciate something? Say, oh, mine's terrible. I got a bad one. Well, an exercise that I've heard, I've, I've done it, um, and I've heard other people talk about it. it's transformative, and I recommend it to you, even right here in Thanksgiving, going to Thanksgiving tomorrow get a journal, notebook, something, and start keeping a journal of things that you appreciate about your wife. Every day, write down something that you appreciate. I've heard stories of people who had very terrible marriages and this suggestion was given to them. Just write one short journal entry every day. And they found out that within a few months their entire relationship had changed. Because instead of looking without, for all the things that were wrong with their wife, they started looking desperately for all the things that were right. And all the other stuff just fades away. You can do this with almost anything. For me, one of the most, I've always had a fairly good marriage relationship I've never really had really bad jobs. But one transformative thing that I experienced was when I was in college. And... When I was in college, my first two years, my teachers were dumb. They didn't know what, I, what they were talking about. I didn't, wasn't learning anything. Then I went and studied abroad, came back, and all of a sudden, something had changed. My teachers were totally different. They actually knew something, and I was learning things as I was in school. Well, long story there, but nothing about the school changed. Nothing about the teachers changed. I changed. And I came to appreciate what I had. And these are some of the things that are at the heart of gratitude. The first thing is, resolve not to miss the joy of today. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Your wife is not guaranteed tomorrow. Your children are not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. All we have is today. Now, if we embrace today and we appreciate what today offers we can learn and be filled with gratitude for the great things that we have today there's a viral video going around the internet world at the moment that was put out this year 2019 by some church somewhere i don't know where uh is kind of a christmas video and and their their point was appreciate what you have today and it shows this <laughs> father waking up and and Going into his bathroom and turning on the sink and just being overjoyed at the fact that you could go and uh, water would come out of the sink, or you know, playing with the light switch and being overjoyed that you can push the light switch and the light would come on. You probably experienced that at least once, right? Your lights go out, your water goes out, and you realize, I take that for granted. Goes down and opens the cupboard. We have food. This is exciting. Walks out the front door to go to work. I have a car that I can drive. Exciting. Nothing changed. It's just. To appreciate the things that you do have. That's why one of the exercises I think we can do from time to time that's extremely valuable is simply put ourselves into positions of hardship. You pick how you do it. Um, You know, go and get a cardboard box and sleep on the street with the homeless people in your town so you can appreciate what they face or. Go camping or go traveling or, or, or put yourself in some kind of situation regularly. Don't shy away from difficulty because you'll come back and you'll appreciate your house. You appreciate your bed. You appreciate your family. Gratitude makes all the difference. And gratitude starts with your attitude. When you change your attitude, you can start to feel grateful, feel thankful. And truly, you and I are so blessed. If nothing else, We are so blessed to live in the time that we live in, in the 21st century. There has never been a time in human history where there was more opportunity available to an average person than today. There's never been a time in human history where there were more conveniences available than today, more comforts available than today, more access to the world, the things that you and I take for granted, would have been unimaginable a century ago. And even the problems that we face, the hardships, the trials, in so many ways, there's never been a time where those hardships and trials have been more easily surmounted. We truly live an incredible time. And no matter what the personal challenges you're facing, It's easier for you to face them today than it would have been 30 years ago. We live in such an incredible, abundant time, an incredible, abundant place. Now, what about the things that are hard? What about the things that are really difficult? You face a difficult job. You face a difficult home life. You're broke. You're in debt or whatever other difficulties. I try to focus on these financial related difficulties, but whatever difficulties you're facing. If you will dig in to your situation, don't, you don't need to hide from the emotion of it. You don't need to pretend that everything is good. I can't stand lack of honesty. Everything's good. No, dig into it. But let the situation work in you. And if you let the situation work in you, it will change you. And then on the other side of it, you'll be grateful for that change that has been wrought. When you allow that process to work its course through you, you'll look back at the situation and you'll appreciate it for what it did in you. Think about something like boot camp in the military. Is it fun to go through boot camp? I don't know that anyone thinks it's fun, but everybody acknowledges that it's useful. The military hires up, all acknowledge that, um, hey, this is useful because it's molding people into soldiers. And then the people that go through it recognize it's useful as a crucible. It's useful, even though it's difficult. And if you just look at your life and say, how can I get out of all these hardships as quickly as possible? You might miss the lessons. Now, get out of the hardships if possible. But while you're in it, don't reject them. Don't say, oh, these aren't, these are useless. Don't miss the lessons in the moment. Be thankful for them. I, I I can't share this message with you without clearly denoting the origin of these ideas. One of them, and so let me just share that with you. One of the most important um, passages in the Bible, I think. Is the passage where it talks about being thankful in all things? It's a little. It's the end of a book called 1 Thessalonians, written by the Apostle Paul. But there's a, a little verse in First Thessalonians chapter five where Paul says this. He says, "Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." Now, I don't know whether you belong to Christ Jesus or not. I hope you do. But regardless, be thankful. Be thankful in all circumstances. Now, the thing that is most impressive to me is the man who wrote those words had a brutally difficult life. When he wrote those words, he was headed for execution by the government in prison. Prison wasn't very nice. Still not nice, but wasn't very nice at the time. Had faced tremendous personal difficulties, but still wrote, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If I'm ever talking with somebody and counseling and saying, What's the will of God for me? Right? What is God's will for me? One of the difficult questions to discern oftentimes. Well, we know for certain that the will of God for you right now is to give thanks in your current circumstances. Now there's more. You know, I love that passage. Um, you know, we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle. God's will is not that you be idle. God's will is that you be industrious, not idle. Encourage the faint-hearted. I'm seeking to do that here today. If you're struggling, I hope that my words are encouraging to you. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak if you see somebody who's weak, go and help. Be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Don't ever repay evil for evil. Always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Always rejoice. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good, and abstain from every form of evil. Cultivate in yourself gratitude. Gratitude to God for the circumstances that he has put you in. I guess I'll also just share with you um, about where does the philosophy of of appreciating the the circumstances that you're in. My favorite book of the Bible is the book of James, written by the half-brother of Jesus. And the first, one of the earliest chapters of scripture I remember memorizing, I'm sure there were others, was James chapter 1. And let me just share it with you, because it encapsulates this message. And in my mind, it's always the right answer. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation." Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts he will be blessed in his doing if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart this person's religious is worthless this person's religion is worthless religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Now, you can go ahead and uh, read the rest of the book of James if you want. It goes on to talk about people with gold rings and fine clothing and riches and etc. But I guess those two scripture passages would encapsulate what I'm trying to share. Simply, give thanks in the circumstances that you're in. And when you develop that a heart attitude of gratitude, it will change your experience of those circumstances. And second, be steadfast in your circumstances, no matter what they are, because the test will produce something in you if you allow it. Military officers don't put prospective soldiers through boot camp just for fun. Teachers. Don't give tests just for fun. Parents don't give their children hard things just for fun. If somebody wants to be a soldier without going through boot camp and training, or if somebody wants to be a student without ever facing a hard exam, or if somebody wants to be a child with the ambition to grow into maturity without ever having to face something hard, they're fooling themselves. You don't get strong muscles without lifting heavy weights. And it's the same in every part of life. So don't get so focused on getting rich now as fast as possible that you forget to live rich now. There's a proper balance. You will regret it if you spend all of your time and all your energy just desperately working to save money and get rich so that you can get out of where you are if you don't appreciate where you are, if you don't focus on embracing the challenge of where you are. You can change. You should change. If things aren't well-suited for you, there's no reason to continue them unnecessarily, but don't miss the lessons. Don't be as dumb as I have been to rush through things so you can get all the impressive credentials and qualifications and not learn the material. That's something that has affected me for far too long. I'm not willing to let it affect me for any longer. Embrace the challenges. Embrace the struggle. Embrace the difficulty. Embrace the things that aren't quite how you want them to be. Give thanks for those things. And as you're working to improve you will gain the lessons that you need to gain. As I go today, I want to just simply share with you, I'm running a sale. I'll come out with more info on Monday. Uh, But just right now, everything that I have to offer right now is on sale uh, for using the the coupon code CHRISTMAS2019. If you have been interested in purchasing my credit card course, and or my "How to Survive and Thrive During the Coming Economic Crisis" course this is a good time. I haven't been in the habit of frequently running sales. Maybe I should do it more. But right now, it's a great discount—a twenty percent discount. Use the coupon code Christmas twenty nineteen, and that is value valid through Christmas Day twenty nineteen. Again, go to radicalpersonalfinance dot com slash store and go to and uh, enter the coupon code Christmas twenty nineteen. Come back bright and early with me on Monday morning. Uh, We're going to be starting on Monday morning, a series on goal setting. I'll also be sharing with you a series on getting out of debt, as well as a series on a large comprehensive look at how to actually achieve financial freedom in 10 years or less. As you are enjoying, if you're in the US American market, as you're enjoying the Thanksgiving holiday, or if you're just wherever you are, as you're looking forward to the end of 2019, take some time and reflect on the decade. Decades are pretty cool. As human beings, our brains are wired for round numbers, right? 20, 30, 40, 50. These are. Pivotal years, not because anything actually changes, but because in our heads it's easy for us to think in big pictures. Same thing with calendar years, decades, millennia. All of these make a difference to us. And there's a good chance that you won't be able to achieve everything you want to achieve in 2020. Because when you lay out your goals, you'll probably be too aggressive and too optimistic. You'll probably lay out for yourself far too much. I've certainly done that. But if you give yourself a decade, you can do a lot in a decade. And I'm going to be talking with you next week about how to set financial goals and talking to you about goals that you can set. But this coming decade from 2020 to 2030 could very well be the very best decade of your life. Certainly, it can be the best decade of your life financially, but that doesn't have to come at the cost of other important areas of your life. It can be the best area of your life in every facet of your life. And if you pull back and allow yourself to think about a decade, it's such an abundant amount of time that will probably free you from the restrictions that you've imposed on yourself in the past. Because in the past, you've tried things for a year and you failed in February. We all have. In the past, you probably said, well, I could get a little bit better in a year and then failed. But a decade is long enough that you can imagine making changes. Again, we'll talk about this next week when we talk about goal setting. But a decade is long enough for you to enter and master an entirely new career. Starting today, no matter where you are, you can lay out a plan to change from your current career and to move into an entirely new career and even master it within a decade. By the way, you should be thinking about that because chances are pretty good that your entire career is going to change around you. And the only way to predict that change is to make it. We'll talk about some career goals. A decade is long enough for you to 10x your income. You can absolutely 10x your income in a decade. Take a moment. Here I am getting into it. I said I was going to do it Monday. Take a moment and just stop and think for a moment about what your current income is. How much income are you going to declare on your tax return for 2019? Now, add a zero to that. And a decade from now, that can be the amount of income that you declare on your 2029 tax return. We'll talk about some savings goals. We'll talk about a financial freedom plan. But a decade is enough for you to achieve total financial abundance and total financial freedom without sacrificing everything else that's important to you. I will achieve... Financial independence within the next 10 years. It should be significantly less than that, but within 10 years, I don't mind giving myself extra time. It's one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was younger is I think that, well, everything's got to happen right on schedule. If you set a goal and you don't hit it right on schedule, so what? Give a little bit more time and work at it again. The only thing that makes it impossible for you to fail, sorry, impossible for you to succeed is quitting. But when you just don't quit, give yourself a little bit more time to achieve the goal, go for it. You have a goal to become financially independent in five years, but the stock market turns upside down. You waste a bunch of money. You lose a bunch of money. You make bad investments and it takes you 15 years. So what? You get there eventually. The numbers in some ways aren't really meaningful. Back to the point. You can achieve total financial independence, total financial freedom in the next decade. So many people have done it. The methods of doing it at this point are... Practically scientific. There are a few things that can't be controlled. Most of those things can be insured for. But you, no matter where you're from, you can learn what you need to learn. You can develop the habits that you need to develop. You can do the things that you need to do to achieve total financial freedom in the next decade. We'll talk about that throughout the month of December. Spend some time. Is perhaps you enjoy a holiday weekend, spend some time reflecting on where you'd like to be a decade from now. Lay out a vision. Because a decade is long enough for you to achieve anything that you have set for yourself. You can lose 300 pounds and become a bodybuilder in a decade. Can't do it in a year, but you can do it in a decade. You can pay off a million dollars of debt may or may not be able to do it in a year, but you can do it in a decade. You get the point. Enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday. Go to RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash store. Use the coupon code CHRISTMAS2019 to save 20% on how to borrow money safely and never pay interest using credit cards. If you have a credit card or if you think you'll ever have a credit card, you need that course. If you have credit card debt and you're paying off debt, you need that course And then how to survive and thrive during the coming economic crisis also is available for you. If you are worried about the future, if you're worried about economic crisis, you need that course as well. It's really good. You'll enjoy it. RadicalPersonalFinders.com slash store. Coupon code CHRISTMAS2019 valid through December 25, 2019. Happy Thanksgiving.